Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, before all of that, um, you'll have heard Eamon mention in the news there, there's at least nine different anti-refugee protests taking place in different locations across the country, happening from five o'clock this evening. So I'm sure in whatever area you are in, you'll be liable to see some of them, certainly in parts of Dublin and in Kildare. But we're just asking today, like, the guards have issued, they've set up this special policing plan now to, to, to I suppose, be deployed to each of these areas. They're talking about um, ununiformed officers, public order units being on standby in case they're required. And we're just asking, like, what's your view on this? Whether you're in the areas that we're talking about or whether you're not just as a total bystander. What is your view on this? You know, do you, like, is it getting out of hand? Or, are the, you know, is it understandable that people are protesting? I just want to hear your thoughts on this today. Um, Heather is with us on the line. Heather, you're in the East Wall area, so I know there's been previous ongoing protests that have taken place there. But like, what's your thoughts now on what's happening today? Nine different anti-refugee protests. Hi, Andrea. Um, yeah, I'm from the East Wall here for all group. Uh, we're a community group that got set up. It's a group of residents in response to the new centre that got opened. And we're, we're really there to welcome the residents and stand in solidarity with them, you know. And as a group, we're really opposed fundamentally to the method of protest outside the centres, you know. I'd actually go so far as saying that it's not a protest, it's it's a campaign of intimidation, it's a campaign of harassment against the residents. You know, we've heard chants of get them out, send them home, and it's just disgusting. Like, these are vulnerable human beings that we're dealing with here, you know. Um, and people need to remember, and I'd encourage people to remember, that these protests are actually being driven by a very, very small vocal minority. And sinister misinformation remains a really dangerous and, and, and real challenge that we all are facing. And we do need to see how we confront this, you know. Well, I have um, to say, I have to say, Heather, to be fair, though, like, look, I mean, I can only give my one example, which was the, the one day that I went down, one evening I actually went to the protest at East Wall to see mm. for myself, you know, because I hear about it here on the show and one listener was on and said, come down and see. And I said, you know, I'll go down and see for myself. And I have to say the people that I spoke to down there, um, they were all locals. They were locals yeah, I was well, chatting to, you know. Yeah, it's it's evolved though, Andrea. You know, things have really escalated um, and you'll see that with the number of protests that are popping up. Um, and it's it's the same, you know, it's the same individuals that are kind of in the driving seat for these and you know the the issues that are cited for the protest the housing supply the lack of services in our areas they're not the fault of the migrants you know Uh, these are not the people who deserve the blame in this situation like bring your protest if you want to protest bring your protest to the doll you know we do need more affordable homes Mm. we do need more services in our areas yeah they are and I agree and we do need services in our areas but what we don't need is hatred we don't need intimidation we don't need things like smashed windows you know and and there's been a lot of that of late. There's been a lot of intimidation, fear-mongering, harassment. Um, and the residents themselves in, in centres are, they're, they're terrified, you know. So um, I agree, like, we, we need to protest. But uh, protest at the doll. Take your protest there. Um, you know, they're, they're vulnerable people inside in the centre and they, they really don't deserve the blame for what's going on. OK. Um, just on East Wall, actually, I mean, is, that, is it still, it's still ongoing, isn't it? It's, is it as yeah, regular, it though? 
Yeah, it is. It's 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 is fairly it? regular. Like th- things are still going on. Yeah, um, and you know we know it can be upsetting to see on your doorstep as well as residents. You know, but most neighbours that we found are, are really good. They're really kind people, and they're really appalled by the protests that are happening. Like as a group that we set up, we've had an overwhelming response to our community group, and we'd really encourage people to remember that the protests are actually being driven um, at the forefront by a more vocal minority, you know, and, you know, we just need to, you know, to speak up, speak to your neighbours, get access to the right information, um, don't just listen to the misinformation that's being spread out there and, and see all angles of things, you know, um, and, and we as a group are really welcome to, you know, op- we would welcome people to kind of contact us and, and get the right information about what's going on. Is one of the protests, are one of these nine protests taking place in East Wall today or is it, is it different? Yes, they are. They are yes, yeah, they are. okay, yeah. yeah, because I see yeah. seven, there, there's, but did I mention it's nine in total, seven of the planned protests are in Dublin, five are yeah. in the north side and two are in yeah. locations in County Kildare. Yeah, so one of those, correct, yeah. one of the five there is East Wall. Okay, Paddy yeah. is with us as well. Um, stay with us, Heather. Paddy is on the line too. But Paddy, I'm just asking people to get in touch um, about these protests. Is there one in your area today? No, there is not. But people are very quick to condemn the people protesting. How else can people voice their views? Politicians aren't listening. All these groups are being accused of being racist. From my point of view, it is the government. That's being racist. They're being institutionally they're being institutionally racist to a certain group of people in our community. They have taken another group, put their needs above the, above us, and destroyed our livelihoods and such and our ability to earn a living. Just exp- explain 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 that to me, Paddy. How, how have See, they? I'm dist- living in, I'm living in a town, and there's X number of refugees from different parts of the world, just Ukraine and elsewhere. All the hotels, large B&Bs, have been taken up with them. I drive a taxi. Could somebody in the government please explain to me where I'm in to get business? Where my my customers were coming back to me for years, they're gone. The small hotels that cater for families, that had cheap deals for families, they're all gone. The big posh hotels are still there, and the people with loads of money can easily stay there. So they're not being affected at all. But my livelihood is completely decimated. So you're in a tourist, you're in a hospitality area? Yes. Um, an area probably where tourism is the main it's, source it's of income, I'm sure, for a only lot of... source. Lo- only source, right, for, for a lot of the businesses. And I'm, I take from what you're saying or reading between the lines, then a lot of the hospitality beds that would be there over the winter months have now, they're now in use um, and taken over for Ukrainian refugees. Is that the case? And the rest. And then the knock-on, and you're saying then that your your position is that that then in turn, of course, yeah, the tourist beds aren't there. I heard the hotels federation making a similar point on this. um, No, no, they did not. They didn't make a similar point at all. The vast majority of the hotels are quite okay. To the lower level hotels are are taking them in, not the bigger hotels. So they are still managing away. But to the likes myself, then. We can't get our income anywhere else. I can't go to the next town to get it because it's not there. So my initial point, is this not institutional racism by the government putting its system in place to stop me the ability of earning my income and paying for my family? I can't give any other description for it. And I didn't go to much of a school. There was many steps up to it. But it's clear to me. And yet, 
women to pay all these other taxes. And they tell us then, on one hand, that they must do it because it's European legislation. VRT is an illegal tax in this country. The government paid a fine at the end of the year, and they still do it, despite you telling them it's illegal. I, so, I don't know, yeah, hiding I, behind legislation is a joke. No, I, 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 I hear the point you're making in relation um, to tourist areas, and and I, you know, I'm, I don't know what part of the country you're in, Paddy, but I've certainly, I know myself that I've, I've heard this point being made in many, um, many tourist towns, if you want to call them that, around the country. Um, but I also heard the teacher Cleover Adker talk about the point that you know a lot of these contra- a lot of the contracts with hotels were about you know, where a large number of, of refugees are currently residing. A lot of those contracts, I think, are are nearly coming to an end in the next month or, or two, or certainly around March time. Um, and a lot of hoteliers talking about, you know, taking the accommodation, you know, was, was back in hand for tourism use, tourism use or whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. Um, but you're, you, you feel that over the last couple of months you've been affected. It was the contracts were ending. He never said they wouldn't be renewed. What's to stop them renewing them? And what are we going to do then for the summer? How am I going to live? And, the, and other people like me, the same in the coffee shops, bars, everything. And do you think is this why people... Um, like, is this the vast the... majority of the people are protesting for these reasons. I even know do you think that, body? These people coming in, and I'm not going like other people saying, I'm not racist, I'm not racist. It's got nothing to do with racist. The government want to bring them in, put the facilities in place and bring them in by all means. But again, like our typical government, same as to everything else, they jump head first into it and nothing. At the government in this country, are, I, the whole story, the best way to describe them is education is no proof of intelligence. Well, just look at our government. Right, okay. Patrick is on the line too. Um, Patrick, what point did you want to make? Yes, uh, good afternoon, Andrea. Uh, basically, um, the city, that I would concur with that gentleman there because this is a class issue because it is very evident that the refugees, uh, the working class people have been affected by this and the affluent middle classes and upper classes have not been affected. And it, it is very, it does, there's an irony here that the people with the posh RTE accent are pro-immigration and the working class people who are being affected by mass immigration are the ones protesting here. How so, do you know that? Well, it, look, it's, it's very obvious. Now, if we talk about the NGOs. There's 33,000 NGOs in this jurisdiction, and many of these people are, are making a living out of this mass immigration, i.e. Okay. immigrant councils, etc. Okay. They are making... and. Well, also, legal eagles. Well, they're, well, they're, like that, their their job is to is to support I, people, I, Patrick. I but that. but listen, what tell me, you, are you going to be protesting? Like, are you protesting, or have I, you been out I, protesting? I will or? be. I will be on a. Pro- I live in City West, but I will be on a protest tonight. Will you? Yeah. Where? Why? Where? 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 I'm going to go. Over, I'm going to go to Drin or maybe Ballymun, one or the other. I haven't even made. But is that there. your area, or are you? It doesn't make any difference if it's my. I live in City West, and the demographics of my area. I'm there. Eighteen years have changed completely. And as that gentleman says, his, his, I, I'm a construction worker. My, my livelihood has been affected by, as well by, by thousands of Eastern Europeans. That gentleman alluded to the same oh. thing. But your average uh, civil servant in, in the affluent areas has not been affected. And he, another thing, Andrea, uh, we, we are the 90%. And do you know why? There was, there was a poll on the Tonight Show the other night, and the, the question was posed, 
is the Irish government doing a good job on immigration? 90% of people out of thousands said they're doing a bad job. Okay. I mean, you, you make the point anytime we talk about you just when you, you mentioned construction anytime we talk about this construction or construction in the industry and the programme I mean the one thing that's always mentioned is the shortage of construction workers just when you're, you, you just when you, you make the, the, the point on that I'm not, I'm not just talking about today I'm talking going back 20 years ago when the Eastern Europeans started coming here en masse affected my life because I'm not just talking about today I'm talking about 20 years ago but he, here's another thing Andrea okay. what's, what's just... annoying people not people that come in here on visas etc they're welcome what's annoying a lot of people as well Andrea is a lot of people are presenting them, themselves at the airport without passports yeah. now, but they don't know... have to that's not like I mean that has all been discussed in the talk and I've heard this point made so many times well, and I, I can see it on the text line as well people talking about um, people not being vetted and, and that element of this has been well well discussed and, and, and highlighted uh, let me bring in Patrick if you don't mind I want to get another caller in too uh, Malachy's Malachy with us on the line Malachy you you live in the East Wall area where there have been ongoing protests I mean do you support them? Fully support them and when we started these protests in East Wall in the end of November, when the government decided to impose over 300,000 people into an office building, it, the, the community, without it's any 300,000 now in the one building? 300. Oh, sorry, I thought Between 300. 300 and 400. Okay, sorry, apologies. Building, I took in an point office there. building, right? There are two office buildings empty beside it, which they intend to occupy. And we will be preventing that. When this started, Nobody would talk about this issue. People were afraid to talk about it because they were being called racist and fascist, as I was, and as the people in East Wall were called by programmes like yourself. And our local representatives on your own station accused me and other people of being fascists and right-wing. I am not right-wing. I am not fascist. The reality is that the ordinary working-class people of this country are sick and tired of what passes for government and the NGO class in this country. On Sunday night, there were 2,000 people on the streets of Ballymon. Almost every one of them lived there. I was asked to go out and help them to organise because this is an organic grassroots movement which has been organised by ordinary people, many of them young women, who are standing up for so you think it's not you think it's not you you think the the, the line about it um, but but I mean we have seen examples of that Maliki where examples of what where it been organised or you know orchestrated by certain uh, groups or, where is it orchestrated and com- uh, controlled by certain sure groups? it's been that is but that has where? happened Tell at me. protests were you at any any protests I, actually I was down in one in East Wall you were in that one in East Wall was that who controlled that. Well, and I made that point very clear at the start, Malachy. I said very clearly at the start. On the, uh, certainly, I was only there one day, and on the one occasion I was there, the people that I was talking to were residents. And I did make that point to Heather. But there have been other days where, to be fair, that hasn't always necessarily been it, the case. I'm not been. necessarily talking about East Wall. I am not going to tell anybody in this country not to come to a protest over an issue that they believe, fundamentally believe in. Okay. Let me the bring left, in. Hold on. The left here have tried who are making a living out of, out of this issue. And your other caller there mentioned the 33,000 NGOs and, and okay. various different quangos and groups in this country who are funded to almost $7 billion per year okay. All to, right. def- to, to defeat democracy and to defeat and prevent people from articulating their own position. Okay. And the people now have said... We've had enough. Okay, okay, and you've made your... You've ma- on, no, no, hang on, on Malachi, hang on. You've when, made your point when now. Virgin, when Virgin had a poll the other night... I know what he was were, telling us about it They were shocked. 
Well, I'm sure you, you being in the media, didn't need somebody to come on this programme to tell you, because that turned the political narrative in this country where we have the Taoiseach admitting that we're right in saying today that we cannot sustain this inward migration. Yeah, he said he can't he guarantee, he can't said, guarantee he says he's not he in a position to guarantee accommodation to everyone who arrives into the country. Not the reality, just not the reality, I think, of the situation was the the line that he used. Uh, let me bring in Robbie, though, Malachy, as well, if you don't mind. Um, Robbie, why did you get in touch with this? Hell yeah, um, I was wondering when Malachy be on, all right. How you going, Malachy? Look, I mean, look, the way the way I look at it is at the present moment of time, and there's one thing I agree with Malky here, the, the government have um, astonishingly failed with kind of informing the communities what's going on with the refugees coming into the country and why, why they're staying and where they're staying and the likes and so on. But I mean, the, the, the worry I have is there's certain groupings, and Malachy can paint this over all he wants, there are certain groupings who are taking over these protests and they're... they're, they're they're running them as such, you know, and what's happening is there are races involved, racism involved in this group, and there are ordinary, decent citizens involved. But the problem is that they're listening to these certain groupings okay. who are. The point. To, the, can I? Can I just know? ask you? Sorry, Robbie. I just wanted to get yeah. to the point that you met, you mentioned there, like. Is the, the line, and then there's a couple of texts coming in about this too, but and you do hear people talking about there's no communication from politicians yeah. on this. Should there be, well, there's two questions in that. One, should there be communication from politicians on this? And and secondly, is that is that a bit of a smokescreen been used by people? Um, I don't think it's a smokescreen, absolutely not, because I, I most certainly um, have issues with the way the government has handled this. Um, I, I have no problems with um, refugees coming into the country, but the way that it's being handled and the silence from the government has been deafening. Now, you know, we can blame everybody else for it as well, but, I mean, the thing is that the government has to tell people what's going on in the country because that's their job, you know what I mean, Andrea? It, it's, not that the, it's not that I'm saying that... Um, what's happening in these protests are all right and wrong because there are, as I said, there are some good people there mm. and there are some people there's who... genuine residents, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I saw that myself. And then there's people I that who point. I wouldn't. But, and, then there's other, and then there's other, you know, I suppose people that um, are part of, you know, a group or other groups and that are down and, and at the protests and, and, and talking at them and the whole lot as well. Right, so we have two yeah. different people, groups, if you want, or contingents yeah. at, the, at the protests. But, like, ultimately, there's, you know, whether, whether it's right or wrong, there's nine protests happening today at five yeah. o'clock. Nine of them. So this, and we've talked, this, I don't know, this is the fifth or sixth time we've talked about this in the show. So it's, this is an ongoing now discussion. So yeah. like, I mean, is it right that these protests are taking place? Um, I think it's, it's right in a sense that the government have success and they failed. Like their silence is deafening, as I said, and the government haven't informed, and they still really haven't informed any of the residents of these areas of what's going on and how long the, re- the refugees are going to be there, what's the actual deal with how they're going to control refugees coming into the country, or how they're actually going to um, place these refugees in the country. Because the problem is that there's a lot of people that are using the uh, the lack of houses as uh, a stick to beat the refugees with as well, which, in fairness, there is a problem with housing in the country, but to beat the stick, beat the refugees with that stick is wrong. You know what I mean? And that, that all comes down to the government. And as somebody said there earlier, these demonstrations should be outside Leinster House, directed at the government, because they're the ones who are failing the people in the long term, you know? Like, it's it's easy to turn up okay, and so blame misplaced. the refugees and scream and throw stones at windows and all that, 
But as I said, but not everybody's going to do that who are, at, who are at the demonstrations. But the problem is that the people who go to these demonstrations who are like me and you are listening to the wrong people. And there are these certain groups, and Maliki and others can paint it whatever way they want. There are certain groups, I'm not going to say their names because I don't want to no. give them any... No, but and like, to be fair to, to Maliki, Maliki is a, a resident as well, you know, in, in East Wall and, and has talked about yeah. the other residents yeah. that, are, that are there. And I did witness that for myself too. So, I mean, to be fair, like, you know, there are residents who are part of the protests and it's not all not all taken over. Oh no, I said that. I said that. I said that there are good, decent people who are at these protests. But the problem is is that they're listening to these groups and that's where yeah. they're getting And I see somebody saying that actually online as well, yeah, that, you know, people aren't, are going to protest, but they're actually, they're, they've gone to them because they've listened to information online, whether that be on TikTok or social media or Instagram or some of these and, and watching videos and listening to people make points uh, on it. And, and then they're going along to events that are taking place. Yeah. Listen, these protests are happening in nine different areas today. As I mentioned, seven in Dublin, five are in the north side. Two are in other locations in parts of County Kildare. And I, I'm just asking you today, as listeners to the programme, I mean, has the whole thing got out of hand? Or do you agree with some of the other listeners that it's understandable? There's text coming in there, people agreeing with Paddy, who talked about um, businesses and tourist areas and the impact of that. L- like, Let me know your views on this today. I've given you mine before. 53106, that's the number if you want to get in touch with us. Um, listen, Robbie, thank you. Malachy as well. Uh, who is there? Patrick and Paddy and Heather. Thanks a million for getting in touch with us on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.